Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, everybody, to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Coach Luke, and this is episode 14. Wow. Episode 14. I tell you, it just seems like yesterday it was episode one, and now we're on episode 14, and I'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters and everybody that likes, downloads, shares their comments, and et cetera, et cetera. It's just a beautiful thing, and it's a beautiful day. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land? I hope you're doing good because Coach Luke is doing wonderful, and we're ready to get into Episode 14. The name of Episode 14 is Gut Check. The name of Episode 14 is Gut Check. And for all of y'all that don't know, there's a term in basketball that we say we call gut check, and the reason why we call it gut check is because who's going to take that last shot? Who's going to get in there and get that last rebound? Who's going to make that last free throw? You know, who's going to have the nerve to step up and perform with the whining minutes of a big, big game? Everybody doesn't have the, the guts to do it. And so that's why we call it gut check. So right now, the NBA Finals is 1-1. And we're at a point that we all call gut check time. So the name of episode 14 is called gut check. All right. You already know what to do. Okay. You already know what to do. I'm trying to tell you. I say it all the time and I'm going to say it again. I love saying it. You know, tap in all things basketball podcast on Instagram. Tap in all things basketball podcasts on Facebook. If you need excellent training, you know what to do. We got great, great, great coaches. And just hit that email button and leave your information, and we'll get right back to you and get you out there. It's getting nice and warm. Hey, we can go to any park you want to and then get you ready to perform at a high, high level. Well, all right. Let's get ourselves into episode 14. All right. We really don't like to talk about these things, but hey, here we go with the injury report for the NBA Finals. All right, we have Kevon Looney. He has a um, cartilage, you know, rib cartilage injury, and he is questionable. Um, I don't think we'll see, just Coach Luke's feeling, I don't think we'll see Kevon Looney tonight, but I might. we might be surprised. He might show up tonight and perform, but I don't believe... You know, the the defending champs have three excellent centers. So, you know, one of them being out is not, I wouldn't say it wouldn't hurt them because they all do different things for the team. They all have different strengths and weaknesses for the team. But they are very deep at the center position with bringing back Andrew Bogut. And so they're, they're pretty deep. And so I don't think we'll see Kevin Looney. All right. The other player is we watched Kevin Durant, Durant, excuse me, Durant on the sideline. He was walking pretty well, people. Kevin Durant was walking pretty well. But walking and running up and down a 90-foot court are two different things. And so I'm not too sure about Kevin Durant tonight either. I think I don't think he's playing. At game time or, or close to game time right now, they're saying – it's it's not a good uh, possibility that we'll see Kevin Durant. So I don't believe Kevin Durant will be in the Golden State uniform tonight. And you remember what Coach Luke said. If he doesn't play in Game 3, I personally believe. Now, I could be wrong, but I personally believe that he will not play for the NBA uh, championship. He will not play until next season if he doesn't suit up tonight. So we're looking at that. Okay, we know that, like I said, I feel Kevin Looney won't play because they're deep at that position. But the most important situation that Coach Luke wants to talk about, and that's on everybody's lips right now as far as the defending champion, Golden State Warriors, is Clay Thompson. Now, he has a uh, um, 
hamstring strain. Um, we don't know how severe that hamstring strain is. And so he's questionable also. But for some reason, I feel Clay Thompson will perform tonight. Will he be 100%? Of course he won't. But I believe Clay Thompson will show up and perform because, hey, this is the finals, people. It's time. It's the finals. And it's time for everybody to put it all out there. You know, unload your bullets. Unload all of the bullets in the gun right now because it's the finals and you have to perform at a high level. And sometimes, even when you're injured, you have to get out there and perform. And if you're injured, you can't make any excuses if you touch the floor. And I firmly, you know, Coach Luke firmly believes that if you're injured to the point where you shouldn't play, then you shouldn't play. But if you're injured and you still go out on the court, then there is no excuses. There's no excuses. You're expected to perform at a high level. So I believe Clay Thompson, like I said, I believe Clay Thompson will play tonight. You know, the defending champs have a few serious injuries here. And, you know, as we're going along, but it's been a long, grueling season on all of the teams. And especially you have this happen when two teams are the last two teams standing out of all of the teams. You get the knickknack injuries and you get the serious injuries and you just got to persevere because everything is on the line in these last um, games here. Everything is on the line, you know. You only got five more games, and the season's over, and we're going to hoist the trophy, and one of these teams is going to be the champion of this season. So, you know, everything is on the line, and that's why I believe um, Clay Thompson will be out there and he will perform. Will he perform 100%? I doubt it, but I do think he will be out there to perform. We're finding out that even though Kevin Durant is not playing, his name is on every general manager's lips as far as where he's going to go after the season or is he going to stay in a Golden State uniform. You know, again, like I told you guys, like Coach Luke said, Kevin Durant is the number one free agent coming up on the market. Now, this is a big, big free agent class with a lot of talent. A whole lot of talent is out there in this class coming up. But KD is the biggest nugget in the class. And so what we're hearing right now, the front runners for Mr. Kevin Durant's services, other than Golden State, well, we have to put Golden State in there because he is a member of the Golden State Warriors. So we have Golden State the Los Angeles Clippers, and the New York Knicks. And, hey, you know Coach Luke loves himself some New York Knicks, and I'm hoping that we could bring down one Kevin Durant for next season. But those are the three teams that are, are in the front running to get Kevin Durant services coming up in the upcoming season after this season's over. And as I told you guys before, Golden State, can give him the biggest max deal. Now, is it going to depend on the money? Because I believe, you know, when once you played in the NBA for more than 10 years, you're pretty wealthy. I think you're playing now for legacy, pride, and, and you know, to stamp yourself as far as a Hall of Famer. Now, is Kevin Durant a Hall of Famer already? Of course he is. But now it becomes his legacy, you know, and you got to remember, again, people, that Golden State will always be Steph Curry's team, you know, and they have a lot of talent, a lot of talent. But that team will always be Steph Curry's team. And so I think what's going to happen is, is that, my opinion, Kevin Durant will leave Golden State, win or lose, he will leave Golden State. Golden State is done right by Kevin Durant. So I don't I don't want anybody to believe or think that Coach Luke is saying that they haven't did everything correct 
as far as handling him, as far as opening up the doors to him and, and just making him feel comfortable in a comfort zone where he could perform at a high, high level, especially coming from OKC and the things that were going on at the end of his tenure in OKC. But I just think that Kevin Durant is the type of guy that he wants to branch out, all right? He's got the NBA championships under his belt, and I think he wants to branch out. And like anybody else, they want new challenges. They want to face new challenges. Heck, Coach Luke always wants to face new challenges, and a lot of people do. And that's that's a wonderful thing when you want to face new challenges. So I think, in my opinion, Kevin Durant will leave the Golden State Warriors after this season, win or lose, I believe he'll leave. And so the front runners, like Coach Luke said before, are the Los Angeles Clippers, all right, the New York Knicks, and 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 those are the teams right there, and and Golden State because he's a member of the Golden State Warriors. So those are the three teams that most people feel uh, uh, will be on Kevin Durant's radar before July 1st. And we'll keep you abreast. You know All Things Basketball podcast will definitely keep you abreast of all of the free agent moves moving forward because, you know, we don't stop here at All Things Basketball podcast. We talk basketball all day, every day, 24-7. So we're going to be talking about the free agents and the moves that's being made and all of the good things that's going on not just the NBA, the G League, the WNBA, the AAU. We cover it all. So, again, we're going to definitely be on the cuffs of the free agent market and how that market moves. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. If you need good training, hit that email button. Hit it twice if you need more than one more than one event out there on the court. Just you know, just let me know. We got great, great coaching. All right, let's go, people. Let's do it. Download, share, like. We're in the building. Well, I talked to you guys. I think it was episode uh, twelve about Dave Griffin, the the um, president of operations of the New Orleans Pelicans and um, and having a meeting with Anthony Davis and trying to lure Anthony Davis back in good graces with the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, that meeting didn't go that well. Anthony Davis still wants out of New Orleans. I mean, there's a lot of things that occurred before David Griffin took this job. All right. And there was a lot of bad blood and a lot of things were said. And sometimes you could bring back a happy union. And hey, sometimes you can't. And I believe in Anthony Davis um, defense. He wants out. He doesn't want to have anything to do with the New Orleans Pelicans, whether they have Zion Williamson or not, you know, or whether they're going to pick him and as with the um, first pick or not. Anthony Davis wants out of New Orleans, okay? And so now David Griffin, his his stance is kind of loosening up, and he's listening to general managers around the league and what kind of offers are they putting up on the table for the services of Anthony Davis. Now, Anthony Davis right now, as we speak, is working out with Team USA, all right? Team USA, the Olympic team. And so He's out there working out, honing his skills, getting ready for, um, you know, another run at a gold medal, you know, and that's a beautiful thing. But they are, they're entertaining, um, trading Anthony Davis. They finally made it, they finally made an announcement that they will listen to all comers pertaining to Anthony Davis. And I guess David Griffin coming into the job in New Orleans, was very optimistic. But after his two-and-a-half-hour meeting with Anthony Davis, I think David Griffin, who's an excellent, excellent former GM 
of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and now he's the president of operations of the New Orleans Pelicans, saw the writing on the wall and realizes that Anthony Davis does not want to be in the New Orleans Pelican uniform in the upcoming season. So now it's time to feel the questions and see what they can get back in return for Anthony Davis and move him to a place where he's going to be able to perform at a high, high level. Well, the Memphis Grizzlies have been snubbed by R.J. Barrett. Wow, that's news to Coach Luke. The Memphis Grizzlies snubbed by R.J. Barrett. They wanted to set up a workout before draft day for R.J. Barrett. Now, I do know June 10th, R.J. Barrett will be in New York. He'll be in the metropolitan area to perform a workout for the New York Knicks. A lot of people are saying, reading from the tea leaves of R.J. Barrett and um, the comments that he's making, he's very excited to wear a New York Knicks uniform. He's also very excited to wear a Los Angeles Laker uniform, but he has not mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, R.J. Barrett had a public workout at the University of California, Los Angeles. A lot of us know that college as UCLA, all right? And what we're understanding here at All Things Basketball Podcast is that no Memphis representatives were there. The Knicks were there. Uh, the Lakers were there. You know, um, the New Orleans Pelicans were there. I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers, all of the top seven teams had representation there. Well, all of the top seven teams except the Memphis Grizzlies. So, you know, sometimes when we're going out there and we're having these public workouts, the players know who the top seven are. And they also know the position that they're in. And so I'm pretty sure when R.J. Barrett started to talk to representatives at UCLA, he noticed that the Memphis Grizzlies did not show up. So now, with all of the things that's going on on the John Morant front with Memphis, and like like um, a lot of people are saying that Memphis Grizzlies are a little bit iffy going into the draft concerning John Morant, and of course John Morant just successfully had a minor, minor knee surgery, and you know, He's young. He'll bounce back. It's a three to five week, um, you know, recovery time. But let's get back to R.J. Barrett. He has not answered any calls from the Memphis Grizzlies about a workout. He just hasn't answered any calls. And I think Memphis has to understand that they had their opportunity to see him work out, to talk to him, and to show their interest. But by them not going to his public workout, at UCLA, it shows the player, well, hey, are they interested or not? You know, we're looking at, we're looking at the draft in a couple of weeks. And so are they interested or not? And that's probably why RJ Barrett or his representation has not answered Memphis Grizzlies phone calls. And so they probably won't get a workout at this late stage, but I guess they're figuring, hey, well, the New York Knicks are coming up June 10th and they're right behind us in the picking order. So maybe we can get R.J. Barrett to come out and work out for us before that. Well, I don't know, because when when these players don't answer their phone, you kind of got to get take a hint. You got to kind of take a hint that maybe he doesn't want to work out for you. So if you want to pick him, you have the right to pick him with the second pick. But I don't believe you will get a private workout from R.J. Barrett if you have not gotten it yet, Memphis Grizzlies. So, I mean, you had your opportunity, like Coach Luke said, when he had his public workout, and a lot of the top teams went out there not only to talk to him, have a sit-down with him, and watch his two-and-a-half-hour workout with his trainers and everything. Everybody was there, you know. And so, you know, you had your opportunity, and maybe – you know, you're just going to have to sit and wait like everybody else on draft night. And if you feel good about picking R.J. Barrett with the second pick, then, hey, that's what you'll probably have to do. All right. And, you know, 
that's that's something there. I mean, he didn't even answer the Grizzlies, um, the Memphis Grizzlies phone call for a workout. You know, wow. All right. You know, once again, tap into All Things Basketball podcast. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Facebook. If you need good training, hit the email button. Don't even hesitate. We got great coaches on deck, and we're ready to get out there and work with you on your basketball game and take your basketball game to another level. Kawhi Leonard is in the news, people. Now, he's not just in the news for the NBA Finals. And we all know Kawhi Leonard is a bad, bad boy right now. And he is doing his thing in the NBA Finals. And Coach Luke still doesn't believe we have not gotten a vintage Kawhi performance yet in the Finals. Now, it's only two games in. So I really believe we're going to get a Kawhi Leonard Leonard, excuse me, vintage performance, one or maybe two of them, because it's going to be needed for the Toronto Raptors to hoist that trophy. You're going to have to have some vintage Kawhi Leonard performances to win the NBA championship over the defending champs. But back to what I was, Coach Luke was talking about, Kawhi Leonard is suing Nike over the Claw logo. Now, from what Coach Luke understands, Kawhi Leonard is the is the artist of the Claw logo. Man, he, he's more talented than we think. That's an excellent drawing. All right? Now, he drew this, you know, well, they call Kawhi Leonard the Claw because of his defensive prowess. He's an excellent, excellent all-around player. But they call him the Claw because of his defense. All right, and he he um, adopted this name from one of his teammates when he was playing for the San Antonio Spurs. I don't know the teammate that gave him the name, but I do know the name was brought to life when he was a San Antonio Spur. And so when the name was brought to life and everybody started calling Kawhi the Claw, Kawhi drew the um, logo. He drew the logo himself. And so now um, Nike, from what we know, has taken the logo and ran with it. They have put it everywhere. All you see, and I've even, Coach Luke has even seen claw posters in certain places. And so, you know, now Kawhi Leonard is suing Nike because they didn't get his consent or his permission to use the logo the way that they're using it. And so now the um, Kawhi Leonard and Nike are in court concerning the logo. Wow. You know, this is news to Coach Luke. News to Coach Luke. And I had no idea that Kawhi Leonard, most of these players, you know, they pay people to draw their logos. You know, most of them, if not all of them, they pay people to draw their logos. This is the first time that Coach Luke is hearing that the actual player drew the logo. And wow, that's an excellent drawing. So we got we got an artist in Kawhi Leonard in more ways than one. He's definitely an artist on that basketball court. He paints a beautiful picture on the basketball court, but we're finding out on canvas he paints an excellent picture also. <laughs> so Kawhi Leonard is suing Nike. And, you know, it, it's in court and it's been hush-hush. And, of course, we don't expect the NBA front office to bring these things out. These things just come out as they gain momentum. So, you know, you know, this is what's going on with Kawhi Leonard as far as the claw logo. He's suing Nike for an, uh, a big sum of uh, money. They don't, they don't tell you the amount of money, but I'm pretty sure seven figures. I'm pretty sure because that logo is everywhere. I mean, and especially when you watch the Toronto games, there are fans that are just holding up the claw logo. It's on the the poster. They're just holding them up. And the whole audience, a lot of the audience has the claw logos. And like Coach Luke said, you know, even in my travels, you know, you see the claw logos even around the New York area where I'm from. So, you know, this claw logo 
is bringing in a lot of revenue. And so Kawhi Leonard is looking at the tea leaves and saying, hey, that's my logo. And you know what? They didn't get my permission to promote and push this logo and get and bring back um, financial reward for it. And they haven't even talked to Kawhi Leonard about the logo. So now they're in court as far as the claw logo. DeMar DeRozan, he's now on the San Antonio Spurs. Now, DeMar DeRozan was traded for Kawhi Leonard this past summer, all right? And and like I always said, Toronto rolled the dice, you know? They really rolled the dice knowing that Kawhi Leonard is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. But they rolled the dice, and it was very successful for Toronto, it was also successful for the Spurs, but you know, they're two type, they're two different type of players. Both guys are all stars, but Kawhi is a different type of player. He's a transcending player. Now, DeMar DeRozan is an excellent, excellent talent. He's an all star also. He's an excellent player, but he's not a guy that can put a whole team on his shoulders and say, Let's go, guys. I got this. He's a guy, DeMar DeRozan's a guy that needs pieces around him. Now, what DeMar DeRozan made a comment the other day is that Toronto used him, he feels Toronto used him as a scapegoat. Well, of course, DeMar DeRozan, uh, the San Antonio Spurs were eliminated from the playoffs, and then you have DeMar DeRozan um, sitting at home and watching the, 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 the beautiful way that the Toronto Raptors have finally made it to the NBA Finals. And, and, you know, he's hearing all the Kawhi talk. And, you know, I'm not saying he's feeling a certain kind of way because he's an NBA professional. But he, he was in Toronto for many, 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 many years. And they never were able to get to the NBA Finals until they got one Kawhi Leonard in the Raptors building, and then they prevailed to the NBA Finals, you know? And so, like I said, DeMar DeRozan is saying, well, you know, the organization used me as the scapegoat. The organization um, blamed me for not getting to the Finals. Well, you know, I'll say this to DeMar DeRozan. They didn't just blame you. They they blamed a few people in the front office. They fired Dwayne Casey, the coach of the year. You know, so they 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 really did a minor little overhaul from the front office to the coaching staff to some of the players. And it played off for it paid off for the Raptors. It really, really paid off for them. And so the moves that the Toronto Raptors made were good moves. They made very good moves or they wouldn't be in the NBA Finals. They've never made the Finals before, and this is their first NBA Finals. But I can understand how DeMar DeRozan feels. I mean, you know, he's looking at it. He's looking at his former teammates. They're happy. They're having fun. And, you know, and all of the years that he was in the Rapture uniform and in the Rapture building, they were never able to get there. And so, you know, I wouldn't say it's sour grapes on his part. I just think, you know, going out the door that, you know, people looked at it in the sense that, you know, well, DeMar DeRozan was an excellent ball player and he's an all-star, but the consensus is he wasn't able to get us there. And Kawhi was. And so, hey, we're looking at the proof in the pudding. DeMar DeRozan was not able to help get the Toronto Raptors to the NBA Finals. And one Kawhi Leonard has gotten them there. So, I mean, you know, and you can't really look at one player. You can't really look at one player like DeMar DeRozan and say he wasn't able to get us there. But I'll tell you what. When you are the superstar on the team, that's the responsibility that you have to take. 
That's the responsibility that you have to listen to these things from the reporters, from the league. I mean, you're going to hear those things when you are the superstar of a team. Okay? And so even with Kawhi Leonard, you're going to hear those things, you know. But I believe Kawhi Leonard adjusts to it a lot better because Kawhi Leonard is used to this type of pressure. He's used to it. He's been to NBA Finals when he's in San Antonio. He's won NBA Finals MVPs. So he knows what it takes. He has the experience. But this is what DeMar DeRozan is feeling. He's saying, you know, the Raptors didn't treat me right. The Raptors used me as their scapegoat. And they blamed me for not making it to the NBA Finals. I don't believe that they're blaming him, but I I mean, you know, hey, he had, he's entitled to feel that he the way he wants to feel. But I don't believe they're blaming him. I just think they had to make the necessary moves to get where they are right now, and where they are right now is the NBA Finals. Once again, you know what to do. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And you know what to do after that. Tap that email button if you want good training. We got great coaches on deck. WNBA recap. I'm always excited when we start talking about the WNBA I'm a big WNBA fan, and I'm always pulling for the WNBA to be extremely successful. And I'm going to get to some of those games this season. Coach Luke is going to jump down there to Madison Square Garden and see some of those Liberty games because I'm a big, big WNBA fan. I just love to see the young ladies get out there and perform at a high, high level. So here's the WNBA recap for today. The Seattle defending champion, Seattle Storm, 84. The Minnesota Link, 77. The LA Spark, 78. The New York Liberty, 73. And tonight we have the Chicago Sky at 7 o'clock. They play the Chicago Sky, play the Washington Mystic. Now that's an interesting game. Why? Because one, Elena Deladon is going back to her former team and playing against the Chicago Sky. That's going to be a very interesting game. And there's a little bit of a bad blood on the Chicago Sky's part because they feel like Elena Deladon left them cold, left them hanging. And so that's going to be a kind of a grudge match just because Elena Deladon will be in the building. And, you know, we'll see how that game goes. But it's going to be somewhat of a grudge match between the um, Chicago Sky and the Washington Mystic. And that's tonight. So that's the recap for tonight. Uh, There was only a couple of games in the WNBA last night. And so we've given you the WNBA recap. Now, there's one other part of the WNBA that Coach Luke would like to expound on. We just talked about the defending champions beating the Minnesota Lynx, all right? Now, we're hearing that the Minnesota Lynx want to reconstruct Maya Moore's contract with a lot of money on the front end of an extension. Now, I believe, Coach Luke really believes that they're, they're, they're working on this extension and with a lot of upfront money in hopes that Maya Moore comes back from her, from her hiatus. I do not believe whether they give Maya Moore the extension or not. I do not believe Maya Moore will be playing this year in a Minnesota Lynx uniform. I mean, we've talked about what her, what her um, dedication is for this season. And her dedication, her dedication is strictly a religious one. And so she's on a religious journey. And so even if the Minnesota Lynx up give her a restructured contract with a lot of money on the front end of that contract, 
I, me, Coach Duke personally, she doesn't seem, now I've never met Maya Moore, but she doesn't seem like she's moved by money. Again, she's made a lot of money, okay? But I don't think she's moved by money. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, they might, who knows, they might be giving her ownership. We don't know what's in the tea leaves as far as the Minnesota Lynx is concerned. But we do know by them talking about giving her a restructured contract with a lot of money on the front end of that contract. You see, if they didn't want her to come back now, they could they could say, well, we're going to give her a restructured contract and we'll put most of it on the back end. But by them... You know, they're not fooling really anybody that knows basketball when they say, okay, we're going to restructure Mrs. Moore's uh, contract and we're going to put the heavy amount of money on the front end. You know, that means that you want her to come back now and perform. But I don't think any amount of money, again, I, I've never met, Maya Moore would love to. And of course, we're still pushing to get that interview. We're just going through the cobwebs of the Minnesota Link organization. Don't think Coach Luke ain't on the scene of that. I, I promised the young lady in our very first podcast that we would get Maya Moore on and we still are going to get that interview. But I've never talked to her. I've never met her. But just from afar, I don't believe she's moved by money. So the Minnesota Lynx can do all that they want. And, and, and I'm pretty sure that Maya Moore is worth all that they're ready to put out there for her. But I don't believe that the money is going to make her come back for this season. Now, will she come back next season? I think she will. I think she will. But this season is committed to religious movements and touching and reaching people and and talking about the word of of God to people. That's what this is all about for Maya Moore this season. So, I mean, I don't believe, I could be wrong again, but I don't believe any amount of money is going to have Maya Moore come back this season. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball on Facebook. Hit the email button. If you need good training, we're here for you. If you need good training, we're here for you. Follow, share, like. You know, hey, the Instagram feed is open. Let's get those comments. Let's get those questions. Let's go. The Instagram feed been a little quiet today, people. Let's do it. The Magic and the Pacers are moving very hard on one D'Angelo Russell. Now, I'll tell you, when the Brooklyn Nets started mentioning point guards, and the last point guard that they started to mention was Mike Conley of the Memphis Grizzlies because Mike Conley wants out of Memphis, all right? But they've already, they already started talking about Kimba Walker, and Kyrie Irving. And if you guys can remember, Coach Luke said, wait a minute, are they trying to move D'Angelo Russell? Now, all of a sudden, it's coming out. Yes, the Brooklyn Nets are trying to move D'Angelo Russell. And the front runners are the um, Orlando Magic, okay, and the Indiana Pacers, all right, the Utah Jazz, okay, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. So now there's four teams that they're really trying to move D'Angelo Russell with, okay? I happen to know that um, the Utah Jazz are not even going to budge on Ricky Rubio. So they're trying to package Ricky Rubio to Brooklyn, and not just Ricky Rubio, a few other players involved for D'Angelo Russell. I don't know what the other teams are offering, but I did hear what the Utah Jazz are trying to offer. They're trying to offer Ricky Rubio and a, a couple of other players in a draft pick 
for D'Angelo Russell. And don't be surprised on draft night while All Things Basketball Podcast is in the building on draft night, like I said again. But don't be surprised if they move D'Angelo Russell on draft night. There's a lot of moves that happen at the draft. And we are so excited that All Things Basketball Podcast will be at the draft. We will be in the building. Okay, and so there's going to be a lot of excitement in the building on June 20th. And I'm just I just can't wait. Coach Luke can't wait to be front row and center to see all of the moves, talk to the general managers, talk to some players. You know, hey, this is what the um, NBA draft is all about. But back to D'Angelo Russell. Don't be surprised if you hear about a trade, a blockbuster trade for the all star point guard for the Brooklyn Nets coming up in the near future. You know, this is what's happening. There's got they have some front runners and of course the Brooklyn Nets are pushing hard for Kyrie Irving's services. Or or Kemba Walker. Those are the ones that they really, really are looking at. And then like I said, lately Mike Conley's name has been popping up. And those all three of those guards are excellent, excellent performers. All three of them can really help your fortune and can help your team. All three. All right? So, yes, D'Angelo Russell right now, all-star point guard for the Brooklyn Nets, you know, is being shopped around. And I'm pretty sure it has a lot to do with um, the situation at the airport. I'm pretty sure it has a whole lot to do with what happened with him at the airport. Some teams frown on these things, people. Some teams frown on these things. They don't like bad press, like Coach Luke said in his last episode. A lot of teams don't like bad press. Some teams are more tolerable to it. But there are a lot of teams that don't like any bad press, and they won't take the bad press. And so this is the stance that the Brooklyn Nets has taken. They don't want any bad press. And so because of the situation at the airport with D'Angelo Russell, they are now shopping him. And it's just, it's, it's sad because he had such a great, great season this year. He was an all-star, people. He had an excellent season. And now, you know, he's, he, he's, he's up on the block, up on the trading block. So, you know, these are the things that happen. These are the things that happen. All right. Game three tonight, people. Game three tonight. A lot of people say game three is a very deciding game. Well, you know, Coach Luke, as a coach, I'll always tell you all of the games are very deciding. From one to seven, if it goes there. If it only goes five games, they're all deciding games. You know, a lot of people put earnest on one game as opposed to another, and Coach Luke is here to tell you, each game has a very important factor in where you're going to go. Each game is equally important as to where you're going to go. So whether the, the series goes seven games, six, or five, all of the games have their own own uh, um, life. All of the games where all kind of things are happening. You can't take game five and bring it to game six and believe that it's going to turn out the same way. Okay? So what happens is, is each game has its own life. All right? And you have to take each game one step at a time, and they are all equally important. So we have game three tonight. All right? And we're back in Oracle where, you know, the defending champs lay their heads and it's home, all right? It's in Oakland. And, you know, it's hard to get a victory in, in, in the arena. It's hard to get a victory out there in Oakland against the defending champs. Now, Coach Luke told you before that, hey, Toronto is an excellent, excellent road team. They're an excellent road team. In this NBA Finals, we have two teams that are excellent on the road. So so either team could win on the other team's floor. Never forget that. Either team could win on the other team's floor. 
All right. So this is a game that's going to be very, very high energy. Coach Luke is so excited about this game tonight. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be front row and center. It's going to be excellent. It's going to be an excellent game. And again, like I said, we haven't gotten a vintage Kawhi performance yet. We've always gotten a vintage Kawhi performance, and I'm waiting to see a vintage Kawhi performance because you guys know I got Toronto in seven games. And in order for them to even get to the seventh game, Kawhi is going to have to pull out some of these vintage performances. I believe he needs two of them. 36 points, 12 rebounds, that type of game. When I say vintage, it's got to be that type of game for Kawhi and the Raptors for them to take it seven and win, all right? And so game three is tonight, all right? On the on the hand of on the other hand, you have the defending champs, and now the defending champs are a little limp. They have some injuries, all right? But again, this is the end of the NBA season. All right, and we got to throw everything out. Okay, Demarcus Cousins played excellent, excellent in Game Two, and he will be back out there tonight. All right, and he's been playing excellent. And what's happening with Demarcus Cousins? He's getting his win back. He's getting he's getting his basketball feet under him, as they say, and he's playing at a high level. So you're going to have to watch him. All right, now we don't know about Clay Thompson, but I believe he'll be out there. We already know we're not going to see Kevin Durant, okay? And so, you know, you got Steph Curry playing at a very high level, very, very high level. And then you got Draymond Green playing at a high level. Andre Iguodala, what more can we say? He's making big shot after big shot. And even you got Sean Livingston putting his two cents in there. And so you got, you know, you know, you got a lot of guys that are coming off and playing, you know, and playing very, very good. Omar Cook. Omar Cook is really playing some ball. I mean, when Clay Thompson went out the other night, Omar Cook filled right in, and he hit some big, big threes, people. And so the defending champions are very deep, all right? And that might be a reason why they might sit Clay Thompson. If Omar Cook could come in and continue to play the way he's playing, that might be a reason for them to sit uh, Clay Thompson. But we have game three tonight. All right. Um, there's several guys that have to step up for Toronto that I haven't mentioned. You know, Marcus has to play better. All right. Serge Ibaka has to play better. Danny Green, L.I., he's coming out of his slump. L.I., so we got to pull. He's coming out that slump. So, D. Green, let's go, baby. Let's do it. You know, All Things Basketball Podcast is watching you. You know, you from the home, baby. Let's go. And so he's pulling his game up out, and he's getting out of that slump that he's been in. And so we just want him to keep playing and playing good at a high, high level. And so, you know, and Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry has been playing good, but I really believe you need more production from Kyle Lowry. He has to put the ball, he has to control the ball. He has to control the ball. He has to control the team a little bit better, you know. And he's what's happening with Kyle Lowry, he's getting knick-knack fouls, you know, knick-knack fouls. Now, I love the aggression, but he's got to watch the fouls. He's got to watch the fouls. That's what's been taking Kyle Lowry off the floor. He's definitely got to watch the fouls. And they, because Toronto needs Kyle Lowry to be successful. I don't care. We have that bad man in Kawhi, but Kyle Lowry has to be on the floor for the Toronto Raptors to be successful. He's one of those staples, people. He's one of those staples. So he has to be on the floor for the, for the Raptors to be successful. All right. And I, I tell you, I can't say no more. It's just, you know, all of these guys, they have to perform. Pascal Siakam, he's got to come out of that funk, all right? He had an excellent game one, but game two, you know, he kind of disappeared. But again, we got to give Draymond Green a lot of credit. Draymond Green took Pascal Siakam out of the game. 
So now it's up to Pascal Siakam to go look at film and to go look and see what Draymond Green was doing on defense and then counter it. He has to counter it hard tonight in order for Toronto to be successful. But then again, hey, we're at game three. It's up and down, back and forth. These are two excellent teams, people. Two excellent teams playing basketball right now. And they have to be excellent because they're the only two teams standing. So, I mean, we got game three tonight, you know, and it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm going to tell you that right now. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. All right, hit that email button. If you need good training, we got great, great coaches on deck, and we're getting more and more coaches that's joining the All Things Basketball Podcast team. And so, hey, we're just growing day by day by day. Well, that's episode 14. And I'm I'm just, I got to tell you guys again, I appreciate the listeners. I really do. We're growing by leaps and bounds. We're getting more and more listeners with each show. And I'm very, very appreciative. Very, very appreciative. All right? And, hey, I'll see you on episode 15. Okay? Coach Luke, I'm out. God bless. Good night. Thank you.